Welcome back to From Here to There, Redefining Home. On today's episode, we are going to discuss a topic that we have found brings a lot of anxiety to our future sellers. And that topic is inspections. And also Guy, my husband and business partner, is joining us today to help share his expertise with our listeners as he often intervenes within the inspection process and negotiations and contracts. And we are excited that today's podcast is going to be kind of driven by um, questions from listeners and also just conversations that we have regularly with our potential sellers. So welcome, Guy. I'm so happy that you're joining me today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully we uh, give out some good information to uh, people looking to sell their home. Yeah, great. So we're going to go ahead and um, jump right in. So the first question um, that we get sometimes is, what should we address before we put our house on the market? If there's anything in particular that, that people should be thinking about when they're, let's say, a month or a couple of weeks out from putting their house on the market. Um, I would say um, definitely just look at your home, um, kind of do a walkthrough, uh, you know, as you're wanting to put it on the market. Uh, I mean, before you're wanting to do that, I would do a walkthrough and uh, just kind of walk through the home like you're a buyer wanting to buy your home and just kind of look at your front door and look at your eaves and look at the insides of your home, all the, the ceilings and looking for like nail pops and and things like that um and and just kind of looking under your sinks and seeing if you see any leaks or things like that um yeah and we, and and i i completely agree because sometimes we have people who you know the the toilet's been running in the half bath for three years and nobody's really thought about it but but really now um you know i'd like to say that now's the time to address some of those things so kind of looking at your house like guys saying with just fresh eyes and instead of, you know, the door that doesn't ever really latch all the way, maybe actually taking care of that now. And, you know, when guys talking about the eaves, um, a lot of us, I don't think go walk the exterior of our house on any kind of regular basis. So no, and that's why I think it's important to either have an outside person walk it with you or, or again, you call your realtor or us to walk it with you. And we can really point things out that would, that would really help. Um, and we can, we can advise you the right things to fix and things not to fix. Yeah, absolutely. And just little things like the tree branches that are maybe starting to rub against your, your roof or, um, and we have a lot of clients who, who ask us things like, do you think that this is an issue? And we can definitely point, point things out that are and aren't. I mean, we are in and out of more houses than an average person for sure. And we also, you know, are looking at dozens and dozens and dozens of inspection reports every year. And we know what alarms buyers, and then I don't know what's going to be on every house in the entire neighborhood. And so, um, yeah, before you go drop a thousand dollars into little repairs, it's, it's always a good idea. Like I said, to just kind of reach out to a professional. If the reason you're doing those repairs is to get your house ready for the market. Um, so another question, um, and guy, I know you, we hear this a lot in the seminars we teach, but people ask if they can just give an allowance, you know, like, let's say the, I don't know, something the dishwasher starting to go out or maybe it's it's something more extensive um you know just asking if they can give an allowance and sometimes they mean even on cosmetic things like the let's say that the wood laminate floors all warped from water or something if they can should just give an allowance or actually do the repair yeah i mean that is something that's 
Definitely doable. Um, we see that probably on maybe half the transactions we do. Um, it does make it easier for everyone usually, and um, it really helps move the process along and and not create problems down the line. Yeah. Um, because everybody has a view of how they want things fixed. So the allowances just gives that money right. and then the, the future buyer can can tackle those items. Exactly. And, you know, really per the inspection report, it's supposed to be someone that's licensed that's doing that. And, and sometimes a lot of the things that come up on that inspection report are, are minor and one contractor or a handyman can can knock a lot of that out even if some of it's electrical and plumbing um and like and like guy said i mean like you have the seller replace the dishwasher and the buyer would have upgraded to you know some really fancy bosch dishwasher or something like that and then that way they have an allowance for you know 450 dollars, and they can upgrade to a 650 dollars one if they if they want to right um Okay, so we don't get this question too much, but sometimes I don't know if people are just reading online or reading books or something and and, and hearing this, but people will ask um, if they should do a pre-inspection of the home. And, and I think there's kind of two ways to go on that, honestly, but normally. It can definitely be beneficial, um, but it's not necessary. Um, you may just be wasting your money a little bit on on that inspection and it may not help and then the, because usually what we see is that buyers always want to get their own inspection, even though, even when we have, we put a home on that's only, you know, that sold in the, or a home that was on the market, you know, two years ago and it sold, they have to, if you had an inspection report, they have to disclose that. Even when we have that disclosed inspection report on online, the, the, the buyers, the buyers still, still want to get their own inspection report. Yeah. And what we normally also tell our clients, so kind of what Guy's saying is not really, we don't recommend that. Now, if you really want that, we're not going to stop you from getting a pre-inspection done. Um, but we do say that if you kind of have your doubts about your roof or you kind of have your doubts that that HVAC system's about to go out, that maybe you just have a professional come look at that one system in your house. And that would be a good idea because you need to know upfront that you're going to have a roof replacement or you need to know up front that you have to take care of that HVAC system because that might even affect some of your pricing. It might affect some of your negotiation. If you're saying, okay, I'm selling my house for 300,000 and I probably wouldn't have come down from that 300 at all if I knew I was going to have to put a brand new roof on. So, so if you really think that there's some component in your house that's very questionable for you, then we recommend you have that one item looked at. But like guys saying a whole home inspection, a buyer's just going to redo it. And then the things that you took care of might not even be things that were of concern right. to your buyer. What we see mostly, um, especially here in the San Antonio area is that if they have a lot of cracked tiles that they didn't replace or they just feel that they felt like their home has some movement in it, in the foundation, they usually have an, uh, we get an engineer's report and that really helps, um, a lot when a buyer's coming in, they understand that, Oh, okay, this doesn't mean anything. The engineer's report showed that it was, everything was fine. Right. And an engineer's report's a little pricey. They're, you know, around 500 or, or something along those lines, but now you have, so we always say that a home inspector knows a little bit about a lot of items, but when you get this one person in, so let's just say an engineer, um, a structural engineer is going to know a whole lot about one thing 
and that's structure. So just like your HVAC technician probably doesn't know a lot about plumbing, but he knows a whole lot about HVAC systems. So that person is going to trump a whole, um, a whole home inspector that's just kind of touching on each item. And honestly, home inspectors reports over and over again, say consult a licensed, whatever topic they're topping, talking about. But an engineer's report is super smart. If you are seeing some cracks, some hairline cracks, um, or we walk through your house and see some things that maybe are a little bit alarming. Um, but again, we're in and out of a ton of houses and we kind of see, well, you know, for the age of the house, that looks pretty typical to me. No promises, but that looks pretty typical. Or yeah, we're really going to need an engineer's report. And those can sometimes take a week or two weeks to come in. And so it's nice to have that addressed ahead of time. Um, okay. So another question that people ask, um, I've even had buyers ask this, you know, when the actual inspection is done in the transaction. Some people think, well, I want to do that before I know how much I want to pay for the house or, you know, different things. But when is an inspection normally done in Texas in a transaction? Um, it's usually done during the, the option period. Um, and that can vary, um, how, whatever it's either 10 or seven days is what we see. And during that time period, that's when the inspection period is, or the inspection is, is, is completed. Right. And then, um, I think this is maybe one of the most common questions we get. And whenever we're sitting down with a a seller and we have a contract and we start talking about next steps and the next step of course is the inspection and people always say, but I think my house is just fine. I can't imagine anything that they would find. So, and then we say, well, they are, they will, they will find things in every single house. Even if your house is only six months old, they'll find things. So the next question is, what um, are the most common items inspectors find? And that might differ a little for newer homes versus older homes. Um, I would say usually it's there's electrical items, um, you know, very in those electrical items are usually minor items that just aren't up to date to code. And again, um, like plumbing, there's, uh, you know, minor plumbing things that come up. Um, usually, uh, like nail pops and you know like or some sheetrock issues um things like that yeah. um i would you know hairline cracks and stuff um doors not doors swinging you know mm-hmm. shut and stuff like that yeah i i agree oh, and and of course almost on every home there's some sort of wood rot yes and sometimes HVAC stuff too, wanting right. to yeah, have some, that yes, cleaned. Definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, it, there's not, in my opinion, there's not a whole lot that you need to do to kind of get out in front of that, except for we say, you know, put new air filters in, right? Don't let the inspector pick on your, your HVAC air filter. So put a new air filter in, make sure you don't have anything that just looks alarming, you know, spray the, spray your grout with, with bleach. If you've got, you know, grout that's starting to, you know, turn black or something like that. So just, you know, take some of those items off that are super minor and easy for you to fix. But yeah, guys, right. I mean, there's, there's electrical, there's electrical on new construction houses that they find. I mean, it's just, it's lots of little piddly stuff. So people think that that inspector's picking on their house, but the truth is, is that it's, it's every single house. And there's some things that are legitimate to be brought up to code. And then there's some things that are just not reasonable. I mean, it would be thousands and thousands of dollars to bring it up to code. And that's, that's when, um, you know, I've heard guy have some really in-depth conversations with other agents and um, just explaining that, that every house on this block and every house in, in this time period, 
it doesn't have arc fault protectors and there's not GFCIs on every single spot or, you know. Right. And we were just dealing with a, uh, a condo transaction and the whole condo has, or the whole complex has aluminum wiring and, you know, there's, that's a huge expense, but there's, there is a workaround and, and there is a, a, a fix for that. And it's, it's a lot more cost effective than rewiring the whole Right. The whole place or right. the, the whole condo. Exactly. So sometimes it's just an education process for everybody um, involved. And good inspectors can offer some insight too. But I can tell you that a buyer is, you know, they're they're in love with your house when they write the offer on your house. They're, you know, telling all their friends and family. The inspection day tends to be one of the worst days for that buyer because someone just ripped apart their their dream come true house. And then it takes them a little bit of time to kind of come with grips with a 40 page inspection report and and ask for items on that. But but yeah, I mean, a lot of times sellers feel like, well, they're saying I didn't take care of my house because of how bad this is. And that and that's not at all what it is. It's it's an inspector doing their job, checking off boxes on a really long report and making sure that they're open and honest with that buyer. And then the buyer has to to do a little bit of self-searching to know what the most important things are because they just they can't come to you with a list of 30 or 40 items. That's just really not acceptable, thank goodness. But I would say you know, eight to 10 items is super commonplace now, unfortunately. It used to be three or four items and, and it has gotten a little bit lengthier. So just, you know, know to, to expect that. Um, the next question, I think we kind of already touched on a little bit, but it says, um, what if it doesn't pass inspection and I have code violations? Well, you know, as there really every home here in the state of Texas is as is. So, your home does not necessarily have to be to code. Um, it's it it'll fail the inspection report, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the wiring in your home is done incorrectly. It's just not, or the plumbing is up to today's standards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's 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 still working fine and doing its job. Um, it's just you know so it. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, it's not going to be up to code and it's not going to pass all the inspection boxes. It just, it can't, it's just not reasonable. But does that mean the whole deal is going to fall apart? It could. I mean, there's some buyers that walk away and their agents will sometimes call us and say, Hey, I'm sorry, but they're, they're going to walk away. And I think the only um, solution for them is new construction. Right. And this is, this is a touchy mm -hmm. subject here because um, yeah, I mean, some people are going to think, yeah, your home should be up to code and should be to the exact standards of 2020. And that's just not the case. That's not how it works. Um, yeah, so. it's just not reasonable to ask a seller to rip all the wiring out in their house and rewire yeah. the whole house or anything. So, or put, you know, arc fault protectors on every single right. breaker or do yeah. it. Yeah. Just yeah. not, it's not, but you should have a reasonable buyer should be able to reasonably expect that the HVAC system is going to work, that the roof still has some life in it, um, that the appliances in the house work unless that was disclosed before they even look at the house that, you know, something didn't work. Um, and hot water heaters should function and have some life in those as well. Um, but to expect everything to be, you know, in tip top brand new condition is just not the case, but we want to make sure that we're turning over a house that's safe and functioning and not scary for that buyer to walk into, but scary and safe mean different things to different buyers. Correct. That's why Mm -hmm. the whole inspection and the repairs on a, on a home 
is very a very touchy subject. Right. Absolutely. And a lot of interpretation on so many things. Um, and that's why it's good to have a professional realtor in your corner that can maybe direct the, you know, here's a plumber to talk to, here's an electrician to talk to, to really know what's what could be done and, and what would make it reasonably safe um, for a buyer. Um, okay, so another question is, do we have to do everything the inspector finds in the inspection report? And we've, we've kind of touched on that, but of course the answer is no. Yeah, so. there's no way that could, that could possibly happen. Right, right. And then, um, so a lot of times we have some sellers that are pretty handy and they're asking, um, can we do our own repairs? I mean, if it's a running toilet, I can run to Lowe's and buy a $15 part and have it done by this afternoon. Is that something that I can do? Um, no, anything that's like a plumber or electrician that has to be done by a licensed technician. Like even, even the, the HVAC system has to now, if it's wood rot or something like that, sure. You could have a handyman do that. Right. Um, I would always, and we always recommend have someone else do the work. It takes the liability off of you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's people out there that, that think that, oh, you may be doing something wrong if you're doing it yourself. So um, the thing is, I would always hire the work out. I mean, but having a handyman, it, it can be very inexpensive and, mm-hmm. and cost effective to do some of the work. Right. And we've, we've done, um, let's say that we have a repair list that's, you know, 10 items long and um but some of it's really minor like uh i don't know a light fixture that needs to be replaced or um yeah plumbing parts or the wax ring on the toilet super common as well so occasionally if all parties agree meaning the buyer and the seller will both sign off on this in writing we can rewrite the amendment um to say that a a professional a handyman or contractor that that is their profession can do some of these more minor things. Now, HVAC, we're always going to defer to a company, but um, really minor plumbing, really minor electrician work. um, Sometimes we can rewrite the amendment that that one contractor can do all of it if the buyer agrees to that. Um, And then there's some minor things like, let's say it's trimming bushes back or, um, I don't know, I had someone having to reinstall a gate latch before um, something where there's really no, you know, margin of error, I guess you could say occasionally. And I mean, I'm, I'm saying like one out of 50 transactions, we might have a seller actually do something like that. But like Guy said, it's nice to have a receipt from a professional to prove that the work was done and no one can ever say, well, you wired this incorrectly or you didn't really replace the wax ring on the toilet or different things like that. But, um, so it's always good to defer to a professional, but that's why we were kind of saying before the house goes on the market to take care of those things. If you're handy, then you can do it yourself. Nobody can tell you what to do before you put it on the market. Um, and I think when we, I, I can almost feel some anxiety in some of our listeners right now as we go through all this, that this is kind of a, a scary topic. So um, the next question was, should I be scared of the inspection? And we have a lot of sellers that we're sitting with that ask that. Um, you know, that's where we come in and we're there to guide them through that process and explain to them that a lot of these things on these inspection reports are very common. Um, and... And then if something does come up that's big, we can we can advise 
them to a contractor or someone that could really help find a better solution than maybe what the scary thing is on that inspection report. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, really that's the, that's the list as far as our questions from our listeners and our clients are, but I just want to kind of say that I know um, some people ask how quickly they have to be done and that's really just, you know, have them done at least a couple days before closing, provide receipts, take photos if you can. A a lot of times, Mm -hmm. I mean, what we find out when we actually get like a contractor out there that specializes, say it's a pool. Um, We had one transaction where the inspector was like, oh, there's a huge crack in the pool. And we had a pool company come out there and they said, nope, it's just a cosmetic crack. It's not leaking. It's fine. Everything's good. So it just shows you that that could be a very, that could be very scary. But if you have the person that specializes in it come out there, they can usually help out and, and make it a much easier process. Right. And so sometimes we just have to, um, like guys saying, defer to that expert and, and it might not be as scary. I mean, HVAC systems all the time aren't within this little range that they're supposed to be in. And then we get a technician out there, he changes the filter, brushes off some, you know, vents and we're good. So exactly. yeah. And you just, you just don't know for sure what you're walking into. So it's, I always just say, just take a deep breath. We've got us in your, in your, you know, seat with you through the whole process. It doesn't have to be scary. It's just, um, it really is probably the largest hurdle after you get an accepted contract. I would say inspections are the largest hurdle, um, for both buyers and sellers to get through after that, you can hopefully breathe a little bit easier, but anything else you want to add or Nope, that's it. Okay, well, great. Well, we hope that this discussion of inspections and the inspection process has been helpful. And as always, if you have specific questions about your home or the specific condition of your home, please reach out to either one of us. We would love to help. And we'd also like to ask a favor. Please click subscribe and rate and review our podcast to help others be able to more easily find us. We hope that you will listen to our future podcasts. We have so much good information to share. And if you have a friend that doesn't listen to podcasts or doesn't know how to subscribe to a show, please help them. If you have any suggestions or questions you would like for us to discuss on our show, there is nothing that we would like more than to hear from you. You are welcome to email us at team, that's T-E-A-M, Wilson Group at gmail.com or look for us on Facebook, The Wilson Group in San Antonio. Thank you, and we can't wait to hear from you.